That's right, this is The Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. Welcome back. If you have just joined us, tonight we are talking about mob justice. Some people could call it community justice. This is, of course, when a community decides that enough is enough and they go and try and solve a crime. Very often, unfortunately, it involves a violent reaction. It involves somebody getting hurt. And, you know, there are questions around this, whether or not this is a, a an ethical way, if this is the right way, you know. These are all the questions that have been raised on the issue. Now, in studio, we have, uh, of course, we have Michael Jacobs. He's the deputy chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain United Residents Association. On, air, on, on, on the line, we have Joni Friedrich. She's from the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association. And we also have... A.B. Isaacs, who is the chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. Now, in, during the break, I've been talking to Michael, you know, and, and Michael, you you saying that uh, tomorrow things could go a bit, a bit hectic at the court. Now, of course, this whole program comes after the community in, in Mitchell's Plain, in Eastridge, went to the home where the alleged, you know, the person who allegedly killed a six-year-old girl was living now what's going to be happening tomorrow well i've been listening to some of those residents today and the message is quite clear if they can get their hands on the alleged perpetrator they will do whatever they can so my advice will be to all the authorities to ensure that justice takes its course but they should also allow community members to enter the court and allow that the community can address the court to say how they feel in opposing bail for that alleged perpetrator. Because we cannot all the time stem the community's anger. It is going to boil over and the authorities should take note what happened on Sunday. It's a point of no return for the communities of Mitchell's Plain. They are angry and they want justice to be seen. So my advice to the authorities, they should ensure that there is proper security measures being taken tomorrow in order that our communities can be protected. Okay, thanks, Michael. I now need to go to our next guest who is joining us. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us who you are from? Uh, good, good afternoon and good afternoon to your viewers and, and the person in the studios as well. Uh, my name is Nadum Nadisa from Safety and Violence Initiatives at the University of Cape Town. Fantastic. I'm a researcher on the subject of violence. Mm-hmm. Look, we are trying to understand, you know, what is going on in South Africa, what is happening in our communities, where people could, what, how is it possible that people could have lost so much confidence and trust in the police and even the justice system to want to take the law into their own hands, you know? What can you tell us about this? What is research showing us about this? Okay. Well, one of the, one of the uh, things about violence is that uh, South Africa is, as a nation, suffering from uh, psychic wounds which emanate from our um, shady past. That, that, that's point number one. 
but um, also there is um, a way of the modern state uh, incentivizing violence in communities wherein where there is community uh, protest that is violent government tends to listen more which then gives uh, the incentive for people to do to to commit violence in order for them to be listened okay yes Okay. And and also and, and, and as we all know, um uh, generally violence is a is a vicious cycle wherein those who grow up in violent communities are likely to be violent because they've they've seen violence, they respond in violence, they they, they have internalized violence. So there is also that within the psyche of South Africa. So so these are these are some of the of the underlying issues uh, relating to violence. Uh but um, the most important thing is that there is um, there is a mistrust between community and 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 and, and police, and uh, obviously that mistrust stems from a lot of things. One, um, you would have heard about issues of alleged uh, briberies and all of that, which communities will always have from from the research perspectives. But also, uh, police uh, also stand in in between, often stand in between the community and 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 the state. You will remember that wherever a department is is having a problem, uh, and uh, with its own workers, the police must be there. When communities want water, the police might actually want that water, but they must be there to stop uh, to, to 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 act violently. On for 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 the state, and research has shown us that um, uh, a, a, a violent state is likely to to produce a violent citizenship. Okay, let me ask you this question: Is the research showing that mob justice is on the increase in South Africa? Oh yes, definitely. From since two thousand and five, South Africa has been. Um, uh, has been the the the, the protest um, the leading protesting nation uh, whose protests are, are, are very violent. You a classical example that I can give you is that you would have seen in Zimbabwe a million people protesting for a, a president to step down, but not even a single orange was thrown in in a window. Whereas in recently in South Africa, Northwest, uh, the entire province had to bend down uh, for a, a premier to step down. So that that shows how how different South Africa is in comparison with just uh, its neighbor Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So there is there is quite a lot of violence, and and we see that on television every day, and we have what sort of um, it, it's becoming the identity of South Africa inside. Now, at UCT Safety and Violence Initiative, I mean, do you have recommendations that says, you know, this is how the country can sort of turn things around? I mean, or will it just continue? Will we just continue with this trend, you know, of responding very violently, whether it's in protest or whether it is now with, as we are seeing, you know, mob justice? Because it it's, doesn't seem to be slowing down. I think the first step is 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 would be for obviously there, there is a lot of analysts are saying that um, uh, that taunting police to visibility as a panacea to this problem. 
but for 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 us the the, the what is important is is prompt response from police when when there are uh, any issues that that pertains to communities so if you were to have a, a state that actually uh, responds in a manner efficient for 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 community not to be able to mobilize itself whilst they are still coming you that that would really help but um underlying issues that can really help is to make sure that we, we do work on on the relationship and the understanding generally of the entire justice system because often police are also blamed not for for what they have done or did not do but for what people presume or understand policy have done for instance if somebody stabs someone and tomorrow that person uh, is out of jail through a bail communities understand that as inefficiency of police rather than um, the ineptness of the entire justice system mm-hmm. so they, it would really help to, to to make communities understand how the entire justice community justice system works so that they then are able to see the role that police uh, play um, and in so doing also police can then forge beneficial relationships between uh, them and the and the and and the communities which are going to be based now on trust and understanding of the role of the police yeah okay look i also have joni and michael who are still here um of course joni are you still with us Yes, I am. Okay, fantastic. You know, I mean, we've got we've got someone, we've got a researcher from the Safety and Violence Initiative at UCT. You know, and I mean, some of the things that are being said echoes what you have mentioned. For example, Michael talking about a lack of prompt police response. You know, and and we are hearing that this is one of the contributing factors to what's happening. You know. Um, you are living, Joni and both Michael live in Mitchell's Plain, actually. They see what's happening in the community. Um, they see the lack of prompt police response. Do you have anything that you might want to add that's been, uh, you know, reflecting on what's been said here, Joni or Michael? Uh, yeah, I'm, I definitely have something. Can I go in? Sure. Listen, um... It might sound shocking to you and the listeners, but I'm going to relay this little story to you. Just uh, a couple of days ago, um, I was approached by a com- um, community member in a situation where his longtime girlfriend got involved with one of the gangsters here. And, uh, and he came to me for help because he said he went to the police and the police said there's nothing they could do. I then went to the, to the, to the local gang leader. And I said, look, um, you all know me. You know what I stand for. You know what I do in the community. But in terms of, of, of violence against women, because it all went about how this guy's girlfriend was, you know, supposedly taken by force by this other guy. And this gang leader told me a story that I will never forget, and which I will from now on really, really uh, try very, very hard to, um, to, 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 to see how it can help us do our work with them. This gangster said, look, I have about 10 cases pending against me. The police know where I live. They drive past me every single day and they do nothing to pick me up. And he said, this is 
partly why this community and all of the other communities has come to a stage where we sort of rule ourselves. Yeah. This guy didn't say that I, I'm, I'm running away or I'm, I'm fearing or anything. He said they know where I am. He actually said that I've been waiting for them to come pick me up because I have all of these cases pending against me. True. Yeah. yeah. This is the reality on the ground. Well, I must just tell all of you that we are also planning and trying to get hold of the MEC for Community Safety in the Western Cape. That's Dan Plato. He has said that it will be available to talk before the hour is up. He'll be talking on the show, so we will ask him some of these questions about the prompt police response, etc. Michael, you were saying that in Mutual Explain there are an increasing amount of people at court for merely opposing bail relating to sex crimes against children. What's happening? That is the reality that we have seen, and I think Joni can concur, that they are almost on a daily basis at court where they attend some of these cases of sexual violence, of rape against our children. There's a number of fathers and family members that's currently at court in order to, to appear before, before the magistrate on these issues. So it's clearly a, a very big problem in Mitchell's Plain. It's not an isolated incident. So one can understand the frustration and the anger of the community. So I think the Stacey Adams uh, issue and where people then took the, the law into their own hands just was an outburst of what was really there. The volcano was really there already in order to erupt and it erupted on Sunday. So I want the authorities to take heed. The Mitchell's Plain community has reached boiling point. It is in, in your other communities also. So there's no point of return for the Mitchell's Plain community. So I would urge the authorities, community leaders, to come together and address these issues that is affecting our children, our families, currently, that they deal with it with the seriousness, seriousness that it demands we cannot forever fail our children and perpetrators get away by hiding behind human rights, by hiding behind they've got uh, rights. They are innocent until proven guilty. We understand that fact of let's bring Let's bring Pedro in again. Okay, so research, of course, is one thing and a lived experience is another thing, right? But, I mean, how? what is your response to, for example, how... How should we be addressing mob violence in our society? Or mob justice, as it's called as well? Well, um, one of, one of the, 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 the ways that we, you, you deal with mob justice is to actually, the same way that you would deal with, your, with yourself as an individual who has been in, um, uh, in a distressed situation, wherein you acted in a manner that you might have actually not uh, be the one that will give you the desired results. For instance, if you, in a mob justice, often people do not leave their homes thinking that they're going to go do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. But at the point of anger and frustration that uh, the gentleman there rightfully expresses, people tend to do things that, um, if you were to actually sit down and ask them, what did you want to achieve? They will tell you what they wanted to achieve. Do you think that this achieves that? They will tell you no. But what it has actually achieved is that you, when somebody is angry, they tend to want to vent their, ang- their anger. 
You know, so so you you will you will kick your refrigerator when your wife um, angers you and all of that. But that in, that negative energy must be out uh, out of your system. So this is the response. That is the negative energy that, that the communities are due to the frustration. So one of the one of the one of the things that needs to be done is that you need to actually uh, have a close relationship, bridge the gap between the police and 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 the community. Build a trusting relationship. Now, the the, the lady there was actually even uh, highlighting what 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 that what what uh, a, 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 a boss uh, and the world boss was saying. And these um, there, there are many stories like that wherein we know that the police do not act. But now, what we then need to do is to make sure that the community and the police have a very a very mutually beneficial relationship that is being forged that would really that would really go a long way in trying to, to minimize and and oh and and eventually um get rid of these incidences without that uh, communities will, will forever not trust the police will forever want to rely uh, on themselves to 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 act in fact um uh, many uh, communities now have resorted to working with the with the tax uh, associations to actually deal with with the crime because they 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 they, 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 they are promptly uh-huh. they are not always doing things according to the law but they are promptly so th- that is the situation that the communities are finding themselves in and mm-hmm. therefore the, the state needs to invest in mending the relationship between the police and and the communities and perhaps it would also help them to actually make sure that the the the, the, the image of the police is also changed within the communities uh-huh. okay look i do hear what you are saying around sort of like police you know but i i think it's important for us also to speak about the community what is research showing us? How are communities responding? And or rather, what are the alternative responses or the alternative community-led responses that you can mention? Okay. Um, organized communities are actually better communities. Uh, and remember, people can be organized against violence or organized for violence. So... Uh, so we must be careful about organization of communities. But basically, when when communities are actually organized as communities, they have uh, existing the street committees and all of these, and these are actually on the ground. These are not just vehicles for people to get into positions of power. Then it is then easier for the state to to forge relations with with the communities, and it is also easy for communities to arrest some of the issues. Uh, that pertains to violence that could lead to to all of these because when when that happens for instance in, in some areas in, in the eastern cape where we visited we realized that there were quite efficient uh, community structures able to deal with 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 the with with with, with issues of this nature solely on the on the on 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 the ground that they the the, the the community was was organized well okay. organized community so stronger community stronger community organization you know yes. is, is what's needed as well okay yes yeah that, that is one of one or one of or one of the basics but of course you, you 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 do want to capacitate communities with with understanding of the justice system 
because it is actually one of the one of the reasons why people are, are become very frustrated is to really see somebody who has just killed someone roaming around in the in the street, and therefore people then easily think the police are not doing their job. Now we need if if people then understand what is really happening, why is this person here, and all of these things, people actually understand how the law works. Then um, the, the the eagerness to 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 start taking things in their own hands would would then uh, slowly diminish. Okay, well let's leave it at that. Thank you so much for sharing us the insights from the research perspective. We are going to take a break now, and we are still, of course, going to try and get the MEC on the show before we end. It's the burning issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. Let's go now to the WhatsApp line. We have received a whole lot of messages, so let's go. Let's get straight to it. We have a message from George, and he says the hardest point you can push is the one for innocence. It is through that rape and murder on are unacceptable crimes, especially towards minors. However, this does not automatically make a suspect guilty. The fact of the matter is, even though it seems like someone might be the criminal, doesn't make them the actual criminal. I know it isn't gratifying to sit and wait for the justice system to do its thing, but at the end of the day, our courts are the only entities that can make truly objective decisions about something as serious as murder or rape of a minor. If it were you accused of merging a child, you wouldn't want an unexperienced and biased community deciding your fate. The courts are here for a reason. Let's let them do their jobs. That is what George is saying. Now we also have various other listeners. Let's see what they have to say. Listener 8826 says, Assalamu alaikum. As a mother of two young daughters, I can understand the people's frustration with the law if they do their work properly and put the perpetrators behind bars people wouldn't have to incite mob justice let's see what else is coming through also more listeners calling for the death penalty of course you know there are people who are for and against that and then we also have yeah we have in fact another person listener 461 saying if the police did the investigations and they have proof that a person has committed the crime, then they need to be hanged. And then we also have another person saying, listener 2754 saying, we really should have a number so that when you see small children wandering around alone, you can phone the police and also find parents and fathers who beat their children. The number to phone is 10111. And of course, that is the police number where you can get help for any sort of crime that you may be witnessing in your neighborhood. So yes, this evening we've been talking about mob justice and with a focus on Mitchell Splain because that is, that, if you've seen that video, you know, this video has gone viral on Facebook um, and it's been, it shows anger. You know, there's real anger in the video. You see people basically screaming all kinds of swear words and they are saying they want to kill someone that they believe killed the young girl six-year-old Stacy Adams if you've been following the story it's been of course in the media and um, Stacy was buried today um, and her body was found um, yeah you know it's, it's just 
crazy. Her body was found buried in the shallow grave next to a Wendy house where she had lived with a 24-year-old mother. And of course, um, the boyfriend, the mother's boyfriend, you know, was subsequently arrested. So, Joni, we we are almost wrapping up our show now. We also have heard that strong communities is what's needed, apart from just Policing strong communities is what's needed to stand up against what we are seeing. What is your work in the community to ensure that we have strong communities? What are you guys doing? Well, look. um, Or even what do you propose, you know? Okay. Um, Just last night, I actually publicly uh, proposed that the community leaders and organizations on the ground get together so that we can dialogue. Because you see, at the moment, everybody is doing their own thing. We, the community leaders, are not even talking to ourselves. So it is interesting to look at those videos and what uh, what, uh, what the case uh, over the last two, two days. There is no leader that could stand there even, and I don't care how angry people were, but I think if we as leaders on the ground were doing a good job in taking leadership seriously, any one of us would have been able to come to the community and to take charge of the situation. And I believe, I really believe that we would have been able to, um, you know, to bring calm to the community. But the big problem on the ground is that each one wants to don't do their own thing, and we are angry at each other for God knows what. We are divided, and the very uh, uh, organized co- communities that we are all after, so we say, uh, we are responsible for creating those divisions. Because at the end of the day, if community leaders go and discuss each other instead of speak with one another wherever they come, what message are we giving? That there is no one leader that can go in any part of Mitchell's plane to go and address any community because we do not speak from one mouth. Okay, so a strong community is part, or rather a lack of unity is part of the problem here. Definitely, definitely. But then also, I want to add that, you know, because no one thing can stand alone. I also want to say that in, 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 in regards to... Uh, I'm going back to the national minister. In the last two, three months, he was here twice, three times that I know of. I was at one event. Now, I don't, I don't understand how they so call these things dialogue. When a, a political person or a, or a leader, uh, a government leader comes to the community, and then the very community are not even allowed to address that leader. There are security. There are there are people that say, "Oh, you can now speak to the minister, or you can raise a question." And you, what happened to round tables where people could actually raise a question without that barriers that government uh, created with the security people all over the same? Mm-hmm. It's they are coming to listen to us, so there is no sense in in them coming out because they are coming to talk down to the community. It's so clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I can just say something, it's clear that this is more complex than just pointing a finger at an alleged criminal. Absolutely, they are. Like I said before, and I believe I, I, I solidly believe. You know what? I will go as far as saying publicly again that I am a rape survivor, and when I speak against 
mock justice. I speak from an informed position because I firmly believe that uh, the, 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 the reality of me being able to deal with what happened to me and being able to forgive my perpetrator is what made me the strong community leader that I am today. And I'm just saying, I started to think what would have happened if a, a, if, if, if a community in mob justice has killed that person who violated me. It would have taken away any opportunity I would ever have to look that person in the eye, to ask why, and then to give me the choice to decide whether I want to forgive or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, if, if we begin to kill... Isn't it also saying that we are losing faith in humanity? Absolutely. And humanity lies within each and every one of us. But then again, my biggest, my biggest problem remains. Where were we, the community, when we noticed something, but we chose to be quiet because we didn't want to upset the status quo? Mm-hmm. Where were we? So it seems there seems there's a lot of tough questions to be asked in Mitchell's plane. I'd like to also just quickly go to our um, our listeners because they are sending through messages, and I just want to acknowledge them. Listeners, Shukran, thank you so much, of course, for participating in the show. And just as a reminder, the WhatsApp number, the WhatsApp yeah, where you can contact us via WhatsApp, the number is 072-238-0712. You can also send us an SMS to the number 47913. Or you can call in. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. Let's look at what's happening on the SMS line. Of course, just a reminder, the views expressed in this program are not the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or staff. We are merely giving a platform to community members to say what they think on a very on a topic which on a burning issue so let's go to the sms line so again more calls for the death penalty listener 1903 says yeah the death penalty should prevail and then listener 6933 says the government gives too much rights and freedom to criminals criminals walk free and innocent people get locked up bring back the death penalty Listener 6706 says, the problem is, okay, hmm, that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it says, listener 6706 says, it sounds like criminals are, it sounds like going to prison is like going on holiday. You get a free and good bed and you get paid for killing. Okay. Anyway, that's just an opinion. Let's look at some of the other listeners. Let's look now at our WhatsApp line. Listener 5225 says, The Western Cape has the most child killings. What did the DA do thus far? Zil, nothing. So wake up. Then listener 2871 says, The dead cannot cry out for justice it is the duty of the living to do so it's so sad to hear what is happening in our community listener 0115 says fyi there are 500,000 private security members serving certain south africans that's twice the amount of sap members and the sandf combined for the whole south africa now i don't know if that's a a, a fact I don't know what that's based on. I don't know where the source is, but that's what one of our listeners is saying. And then listener 2492 says, Police must do their jobs properly instead of cruising to Shabins to collect their stock. 
another opinion, of course, not that of the management or staff of Voice of the Cape. And listener 2767 says, implementing the death penalty would mean justice will be served and murderers and rapists, etc. would think twice before committing these crimes. Listener 9951 says, let the crime meet its equal in punishment. And then listener 0920 says, if I as a person had not been a believer who knows that justice will prevail on Kiyama, I would probably be part of mob justice. May Allah protect us and work in the hearts of the perpetrators. Well, Shukran, thank you so much for that feedback. So, Michael, is there anything that you would like to say? I would clearly call on the community and, and government to really work together in, in, from a position of trust because what we've seen over the last couple of years, politics has creeped into our government, in our structures where communities are being divided against each other, where communities are being played up against each other. So we need to strengthen that partnership between civil society and government in order to reduce crime and especially those current killings of children that is continuing unabatingly. So we cannot just ignore our communities, please. And we cannot just say that our communities are violent. We need to meet and find a way in order to reduce the levels of crime. Thank you. Okay. Joni, any, let's, let's start wrapping up now. Joni, any last words from your side? Michael, is that your last? Do you have anything else to add? Is that it? Is that cool? I, I just want to uh, send out a, a word of advice to the police and to government. Like I've said, Mr. Spain community has reached a turning point where they're no longer going to accept that children are raped, maimed and killed and people just get away with impunity. So it is up to the community. It is up to the community and the police to take hands so that we can eradicate this. What's happening? Just update us tomorrow. Where and what court? What's happening tomorrow? Most likely at Mitchell's Plain Court, Magistrate Court. So it will be about nine o'clock. At Sorry, what's four. that, Joni? Court four. Okay, Joni. These cases are normally at court four. So the alleged killer is going to appear tomorrow in Mitchell's Plain Court. Yeah. Is, is that correct? Yes. Okay, Joni, your last closing remarks on this evening evening show. What is the way forward for the community? Mob justice or conversations? How? What's going to happen? Well, definitely I'm calling for conversations, I'm calling for roundtables, but I'm also going to do something uh, much so stronger as an organization. We will be uh, um, looking to, to, to address the portfolio on safety and security, and we definitely want to have a look. Uh, we will most probably speak to uh, some of the university institutions to help us formulate, formulate a, 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 an address to the portfolio committee on, on If you give us a call, Joni, Joni, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you the details. I've got your number. I'm going Uh to send you the details of the person that we had on air from UCT, from the Safety and Violence Initiative. Fantastic. Great. So, Joni, Michael, AB, everybody who joined us this evening, our listeners, thank you. Shukran so much for all your feedback. You know, um, this has been a very interesting topic to discuss, mob justice, community justice. From myself, Yazid Kamaldin, Assalamu alaikum, shukran for joining us this evening. And do enjoy the rest of your evening with Voice of the Cape. Thank you.